It was another disappointing loss on Thursday as the Chicago White Sox fell to the Toronto Blue Jays 8-3 and were swept in the three-game series. Sox have lost six of their last eight games and now are chasing not only the Minnesota Twins, but also the Cleveland Guardians in the AL Central. The Sox offense was too little and too late as the Sox bullpen could not keep the Toronto hitters quiet. It's now on to Tampa for our White Sox. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Lockdown White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan. I'm recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. I really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox, especially after this series. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, well, shifting uh, this circus act to Tampa change anything for the White Sox Statistics and strategy were used in Thursday's game, but did it work? Uh, first off, though, we are running out of adjectives for how bad the White Sox have been playing. Uh, Sox lost to Toronto 8-3 to Thursday afternoon. White Sox were swept by the Blue Jays. They have lost six of their last eight and are now in third place in the Central. State of the Sox, they are 23 and 26, uh, chasing the Twins by five games and Cleveland by a half a game. Uh, Twins lost on Thursday. So once again, uh, we are justifying things by saying at least Minnesota lost. And we're also going to be saying, did Cleveland lose? Oh, good. Well, at least the Guardians lost. Uh, it was the 49th game for our White Sox. 49 different lineups. Uh, you guessed it. Uh, let's examine that a little bit. Uh, our friend uh, James Fegan from The Athletic, uh, he did some of that uh, research for us. This is what he had to say uh, on Twitter. Uh, entering Thursday's game, the White Sox are one of three teams, uh, Pirates and Tigers are the other two, to use a different lineup every game. Uh, but only three teams, Dodgers, Red Sox, Astros, have used fewer than 40 different lineups this season. Eight games is the most by any team, that's the Red Sox, uh, has used the same lineup. Uh, so those teams uh, that uh, were using fewer than 40 li uh, lineups, Dodgers, Red Sox, Astros, Dodgers 33 and 17, uh, Astros 33 and 18, and Red Sox three games under 524 and 27. Uh, Pirates and Tigers, we are grouped, uh, the White Sox are grouped with Pirates and Tigers. Uh, Pirates 22 and 27, Tigers 20 and 30. Uh, again, Sox are one of three teams to use a different lineup for every uh, game. Um, 
The White Sox lineup on Thursday against a right-hand pitcher, Alex Manoa, uh, involved a lot of different strategy and involved splits, looking at what Manoa has done against right-handed pitchers and left-handed pitchers, and uh, Manoa allowing a 304 average against lefties. So Tony Larusa went with a lefty-oriented lineup, or at least with a bunch of switch hitters. This is what the lineup was like Thursday afternoon. You had Lurie Garcia leading off, uh, then Robert in the two-hole, Mancada, Abreu hitting fourth, Sheets, Grandal sixth, Andrew Vaughn hitting seventh, uh, followed by McGuire, and then Harrison. Uh, Andrew Vaughn coming into the game's last eight games, 11 for 33, three doubles, two home runs, nine RBIs, four strikeouts, a walk, hitting 333. Now, in those eight games, uh, there was uh, only one game where Andrew Vaughn, maybe two games where he was hitting eighth. He was never hitting seventh. He was primarily, in that great eight-game stretch, hitting second or maybe third. Uh, the lineup was discussed quite a bit in the pregame show on NBC Sports Chicago. Ozzy questioning why Vaughn is hitting seventh like we all were, uh, protected by Grandal and McGuire. Uh, just goofy, goofy stuff. Um, so LaRusso went with a bunch of lefties for the game. Now, White Sox lefties this season hits ranked uh, 28th in all of baseball, batting average 30th in all of baseball. Uh, on-base percentage, 30th, slugging percentage, 30th, and OPS, a 30th. So does it really matter if you stack a lineup with all lefties? How about you put a lineup uh, that just, you know, has a little bit of consistency? You know, keep Andrew Vaughn in that two-hole, maybe even three. I mean, he was hitting two and three during that great eight-game eight, eight stretch. You see what he's done in this series so far in Toronto. Uh, it's really interesting how much attention was put on these splits. Uh, the numbers, stats, the success rate of lefties against Manoa. Uh, but when it comes to other things, I just feel like Tony LaRusa couldn't care less. So did somebody compile a binder full of information? Or maybe it was just a pamphlet uh, of what uh, lefties have done against Manoa uh, compared to righties. And, and did they talk to LaRusa about this? The previous night, I just don't see Larusa coming to this conclusion on his own. I have the feeling somebody handed this information to him, and you know why now, uh, the 49th game, are you starting to look at advanced stats and metrics and numbers and percentages? It just doesn't seem very Larusa-like to actually be using math and and statistics when putting a lineup. I can't even explain what he does and how he does his lineups. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta think about, and it was a bad game. Thursday was a bad game. We're early June still, but Tony Larusa came out of retirement for this. Um, one of his good friends, Jerry Reinsdorf, convinced him that this was a good idea. Now, I, the reasoning behind it, who knows? But Jerry Reinsdorf wanted uh, Tony Larusa, and. LaRusa might have had some of his reasonings. I think there was a lot of shock amongst a lot of baseball people back in the fall of 2020 when LaRusa uh, decided to do this. It doesn't seem like it was a quick decision. He might have told Jerry no initially if uh, the reports are correct, uh, but he decided to do this. 
And you have a feeling that Larusa might have thought it was going to be a lot easier uh, than what it has been. That this team was going to be kind of turnkey ready. That Mancada, Grandal, uh, Abreu, you know, and so many others were going to be living up to the back of the bubblegum card, as he likes to say. Um, but they have not been. It has been a challenge. There has been some injuries, but there have been decisions made, especially with the lineups. And I hate focusing just on the lineups because these players have to hit. Uh, LaRusse is not taking a bat up, but he has to put these guys in a situation to succeed. He has to set these guys up for success. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's looking at, uh, oh, wow, this is what lefties do against Manoa. Okay, I guess, yeah, I'll, it'll, it'll make me look smart. I'll, I'll have this lineup. Did anybody tell him what our lefties are hitting and how bad they're performing uh, this season? Because it really doesn't matter. Uh, you know, sometimes you got to go with your gut. And, I, you know, I, maybe LaRusse has been doing that. But whatever is happening, it is not working. We are all looking for some consistency. Uh, Ozzy and Chuck talked about it in the post-game show. Uh, and it, Thursday was just a reminder that, you know, sometimes statistics, percentages, metrics, you know, that were used on Thursday. Look, I'm going to tell you why thinking smarter is sometimes not uh, all that it cracks up to be. Uh, more on that in a moment. With spring in the air, it's a time of renewal and growth personally and professionally. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We have uh, an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite lockdown podcasts even better. Uh, this is your opportunity to tell us what you'd like and don't like about lockdown podcasts. Go to lockdownpodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards to take our audience survey. Go to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey. Appreciate your help. Uh, so that offense we were talking about, again, stacked with lineups, switch hitters. Uh, we are thinking smarter here. Well, you know, you got to also factor who's on the hill. And Alex Manoa, he is a quality pitcher. He has struggled against left-handed hitters, but the quality of left-handed hitters that we have as a team, as a White Sox team, are going to pose no problem uh, to Manoa right now. Guys like McGuire, Garcia, 
um, Grandal, you know, he kind of probably looked at it like, oh, that's cute. They're throwing these all these lefties at me. Um, but look at the type of lefties that are trying to hit Manoa. And he had his good stuff. Uh, in the first inning, he did look out of sorts. Uh, he was not sharp, seemed a little rattled by seeing all these lefties. But I think he figured out quickly that they were nothing to be afraid of. Garcia and Robert did get on uh, right off the bat. Mancada pops up. Abreu strikes out. Sheets walked. So it was bases loaded for Yasmani Grandal, who was hitting in that leadoff spot uh, just seems like just a few days ago. And he strikes out looking. Uh, Manoa threw 29 pitches in the first. So that felt like maybe if you're going to you know, celebrate moral victories, it was a little bit of a moral victory. Got him to throw a lot of pitches. Uh, but Manoa settled in uh, quickly. Not a lot going on in this game. Uh, third inning, we get back to the top of the order. Garcia strikes out. Robert flies out. Mancada flies out. A whole lot of nothing. Uh, White Sox had just two hits after the sixth inning. Eighth inning is where things get pretty interesting. Something going on. Uh, runners at second and first with two outs. And Luis Robert uh, is up, and he doubles scoring McGuire and Garcia. Okay, Robert, a right-handed hitter, finally knocks out Manoa. Not a lefty, but Robert uh, is able to beat Manoa. It's 4-2 Toronto. Uh, Simber, the uh, submariner, comes in, and uh, Robert steals third. Uh, Mancata with a base hit knocks in Robert. It's 4-3 Toronto. Uh, Jose Abreu up, and he flies out to end uh, the threat. Um, again, there were opportunities for our White Sox. Um, not a ton of opportunities, but it, it seemed like that that was that was the rally. That eighth inning was the rally. Um, and again, kind of bizarre that uh, Robert, a right-handed hitter, was finally the guy to get uh, our lone extra base hit. Not all of these uh, lefties that we thought were going to mash Manoa. Um, Sox offense, offensive line with three runs, uh, seven hits with runners in scoring position. The Sox were two for five. Uh, and just that one extra base hit for the White Sox, it was uh, a double uh, by Luis Robert. Good to see Robert uh, swing in the bat, especially against a tough pitcher like Manoa. Good pitching uh, will beat good hitting, and that is the case with the Sox. Uh, you know, I guess, you know, for the White Sox, just pitching is going to beat uh, hitting uh, Manoa's final line seven and two-thirds innings pitched six hits three earned runs one walk and five strikeouts so you're wondering you know all this work all this strategy uh, to, to stack this lineup with, with lefties and the way it was stacked which was really bizarre you know, where you're hitting Vaughn and, and the lack of protection you're giving him, especially looking at that stretch of success he has had where he has been hitting in the two or three spot, um, you know, the carousel at the top of the order, you're saying, you know, with the quality of lefties that we're throwing, well, why does it really matter? Why now start getting really into metrics and stats and playing the old percentages? Why make a big deal of that? You know, put your best guys, and there aren't a lot of them right now that are hitting. Put those guys, you know, in the lineup, and put your best against against Toronto's best, which is Manoa. Like Mendick was hitting the ball this series. Pollock had a really good series. You know, just ch challenge somebody. 
Why, why maybe do the opposite of what Manoa in Toronto is probably thinking? They're probably sitting there Thursday morning saying, you know, Sox are going to throw a bunch of lefties because, you know, the scouting report's out and they look at the numbers. Uh, and the Toronto manager's may saying, well, look at the Sox lefties. Uh, you know, they're not really hitting very well. They're bottom of the league in every stat. You know, maybe LaRusso will throw some righties in. They've been having a pretty good series. Uh, but no, uh, we went with uh, the, the lefties, and that was the result. Uh, maybe maybe against a different opposing pitcher, um, Cueto's outing would have been good enough. Uh, I'm going to remind you why the Blue Jays are so very dangerous and what's in store for the Sox this weekend. More on that uh, in a moment. We've been asking and Built Delivered. Built Granola Bars are here. Built Granola Bars come in three unbelievable flavors, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. I want to try all three flavors. You can get a mixed box at Built.com right now. Uh, these are so different from the bars and the puffs. Built Granola Bars are loaded with granola. It's the perfect combination of crunch and chewiness. But just like bars and puffs, these babies are packed with protein and covered in 100% a real chocolate. With 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar, Built Granola Bars will change your world. Uh, Built has cracked the code to better granola. They're the perfect healthy snack to pack in your lunch, take on the road, or eat as a snack. And they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of healthy benefits. So if you've been waiting for a delicious and healthy granola bar to hit the market, this is your time. Head to Built.com right now to get the Built Granola Bar's three delicious flavors to try chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. Don't miss out. Get yours today. Go to Built.com to get Built Granola Bars now. Uh, that's built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Okay, Johnny Cueto uh, is trying to see how he would respond after his start against the Chicago Cubs, which they jumped all over him uh, on that first pitch. Uh, he was not able to get in the head of the count. Uh, quite Cueto, you know, seemed to adjust. It seems like he had a different approach, had a great first inning, uh, one, two, three, 10 pitches. You like to see that. Uh, that hasn't been the case for White Sox pitching in this series. Uh, then in the third inning, uh, Tapia leads off with a double. Boy, he really uh, hurt the Sox, uh, one of many Toronto Blue Jays hitters. Uh, ball gets through second base. It got past Mankata, some Little League action stuff going on. In the third, uh, Tapia takes third base. Zimmer gets hit by a pitch. Uh, Toronto had runners on first and third with nobody out. Sox able to turn a double play but sacrifice a run, so it's one nothing Toronto. It could have been worse. Uh, 34 pitches after three innings, which is good. After the amount of bullpen arms we had to use on Wednesday after Kopech's short outing, you were hoping Cueto was able to uh, take us to the sixth or seventh at least. Uh, let's go to the fifth. Toronto picks up another run. Uh, Tapia once again all over the base paths. Cueto at 60 pitches after five. Uh, in the sixth, Cueto is still in. He gives up a leadoff double to Vlad Jr. Uh, Sox starters, you know, they just have to be so perfect. And sometimes that, you know, that just absolutely comes back to bite you. And the Toronto Blue Jays, 
capitalize on mistakes. Hernandez, again, another white, another Blue Jays hitter that has really hurt the White Sox. First pitch that Hernandez saw, Jack, the two-run home run, and there you go, 4 nothing, uh, Toronto. Cueto's final line, six innings pitched, seven hits, four runs, three earned runs, zero walks, five strikeouts, a home run. His ERA is now at 2.92. Again, not a great outing from Cueto, but it, you felt like it might have been good enough if it, was, if it was under different circumstances. And, uh, you know, Alex Manoa didn't have his great stuff, and maybe the lineup looked a little bit uh, different. Banks came in for the seventh, which was a clean inning. And then Lopez came in the eighth, and boy, oh, boy, wheels came off. Toronto scored another run. Uh, Lopez was removed in favor of Bummer. Bummer gives up a two-run single, and there you go, 8-3 Toronto. Um, Again, Cueto tried to hold his own uh, bullpen, which has been an issue the entire series, uh, just couldn't uh, couldn't help out, and, uh, you know, Again, a little, little too little too late for White Sox offense. Um, it was good to see, you know, that there was some life for our Sox. But again, just I got to say, you know, uh, goofy lineups. I, I, I Yeah, I mean, La Russa in the postgame, you know, saying the right things. You got to get angry, got to get angry. Well, you know, how, do, how is this team going to respond? What's this weekend going to look like? Uh, in Tampa, you know, are we really going to be playing the, did Minnesota lose? Did Cleveland lose game? That's not how this year was supposed to go. But I, I think everything that you thought about the 2022 white Sox, you just have to completely remove. Uh, it's a whole new world. Uh, Sox are in Tampa on Friday. Velasquez is on the Hill. He's appeared in eight games, has seven starts, a five thirty ERA, his career ERA 4.97, uh, last time uh, Velasquez pitched was on May 24th in relief. He gave three clean innings, five strikeouts, and a walk. Uh, Tampa Bay is 29 and 21 right now, and you'd think, wow, wow, they're killing it in the AL East. They are third in the AL East at 29 and 21. Uh, last year in 2021, Sox were three and three versus the Rays. Uh, the Sox did see uh, Tampa. Uh, earlier this year and took two of three. Uh, that's when things were going really well for the Sox. And that was that stretch where they were six and two. I believe it was the weekend of the Liam Hendricks bobblehead game. That's when uh, things were really right and really nice. I'm hoping that the Sox can get back to some of those days soon. I really, I really hope. Uh, folks, really appreciate you making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. You know what to do. Make your second listen, Lockdown MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, just call him Sully. Uh, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Coming up on the next episode, I'll recap the weekend that was in Tampa. And boy, I hope it involves a sweep uh, for our White Sox. Thanks again for making time for Locked On White Sox. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.